Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Discovery. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about linguistic laws that show up in nature and why it's a big deal that two California condors were born without fathers. Let's satisfy some curiosity. Linguists have noticed that some patterns show up a lot in language. These patterns are so reliable that researchers call them linguistic laws. But here's the weird part. In a recent review paper, biologists have pointed out that some of these patterns show up beyond human language. So here are three you should know about. The first law concerns a language's most common words. So take the most commonly used word in English. That's the word the. This word accounts for about 7% of all the words that English speakers say and write. Coming in second is the word of. And that accounts for about 3.5% of words. That means that the most common word is used about twice as often as the second most common word. Well, a linguist named George Kingsley Zipf noticed nearly 100 years ago that this pattern just keeps going. The word the is used about three times as often as the third most used word, which is and, and so on. This pattern shows up in nature, too. The vocal noises and gestures that non-human animals use to communicate follow a similar distribution. The size of proteins in some systems follow the pattern, and so do the distribution of plants and animals in a particular space. Weird, right? Well, Ziff is behind the second law, too. It's known as Ziff's Law of Abbreviation, and it states that words that are used more frequently tend to be shorter. It's true across hundreds of human languages, including signed languages. Of the hundred most common words in English, just two are longer than five letters. Well, the same is true in nature. Whether you're talking about black-capped chickadees or Formosan macaques, the most common units of communication tend to be very short. And the same goes in ecology. The most common species are almost always the smallest ones. And finally, there's Menzerith's Law, which states that the longer a word or a sentence is, the shorter its constituent parts will tend to be. So, for instance, hippopotamus is a very long word, but it's made of very short syllables. They're 2.4 letters on average, and you compare that to a short word, like short, well, that has a single syllable, which has more than twice as many letters. S-H-O-R-T is five. This pattern also shows up in bird song, as well as many of the ways DNA and RNA are subdivided into smaller units. Likewise, the organisms that live in a place with higher biodiversity will tend to be smaller than those that live somewhere with lower biodiversity. Weird, right? So what does this all mean? Well, that's very hard to say. The biologists behind this study suggest that looking for similarities with other linguistic laws could give us a deeper understanding of biology. As for why these similarities exist in the first place, well, that's going to need more. What's the word? Study. Recently, scientists at the San Diego Zoo realized something amazing. They found that they had two male California condors born without fathers. The weirdest thing? Although this is the first time asexual reproduction has been spotted in such an endangered species, it's nothing new, not even for birds. The scientists only figured this out because the birds are endangered, 
And that means every detail about them is recorded. And I mean really endangered. In 1987, there were as few as 22 California condors in the wild. Three decades later, there are now over 500 birds in captive breeding programs. Programs like these aren't simple, and they require careful bookkeeping. It's important to record which bird is bred with which so you can minimize inbreeding as much as possible. Because they keep blood samples from the birds in the program, researchers can analyze the bird's DNA. For example, to perform a paternity test. That's what researchers were doing in 2017 when they made a surprising discovery. Two birds in the program, born about a decade apart, lacked genes that should have come from their supposed father. And on closer examination, the researchers found that the birds lacked genes from any father. Instead of inheriting a set of genes from each parent, they just received two identical sets. This means each of the birds came from a single parent. In animals, this is called facultative parthenogenesis. Facultative, in this case, means that while sexual reproduction is the preferred mode, parthenogenesis, or virgin birth, is possible too. Scientists have seen this in a handful of species, like Komodo dragons, sharks, cobras, and yes, even other birds. As far as we know, Facultative parthenogenesis only happens when females don't have access to mates. But that wasn't the case here. Both female condors, or dams, were being housed with plenty of eligible bird bachelors. The problem with parthenogenesis is that it lacks a lot of the genetic advantages of sexual reproduction. Normally, if mom passes on a bad gene, then dad might donate a good one to cover it. Because of this, Parthenotes, as they're called, often don't survive long. But these condors survived much longer than other known avian parthenotes, around three and eight years, respectively, which makes this even more remarkable. Parthenogenesis is said to be rare, but this evidence suggests that we have no idea how rare it actually is. Parthenotes are really difficult to spot without directly observing their genes or parentage. Now that scientists know this is possible, I'm sure they'll be looking out for more California clone doors in the future. And not to be pedantic, but yes, we do know that a parthenote is distinct from a clone because it is not genetically identical to its parent. However, the pun still stands, Ashley. The pun still stands. The pun still stands. Yes. Clone door. (laughs) I was a fan. Now let's recap what we learned today. Well, we learned that biologists have recently noticed that a number of laws that govern language also apply to biological systems. For example, the most used word in English is used twice as often as the second most used word and three times as often as the third most used. And the same is true for animal communication, the size of proteins, and the distribution of plants and animals. Another law says that words that are used more frequently tend to be shorter, which is also true in animal communication and for ecology. The most common species are almost always the smallest ones. It's all connected, man. It's just so weird. I feel like, but if you really think about it, it makes a lot of sense. Like, why wouldn't, if everything on Earth kind of follows the same laws, why wouldn't the way that we communicate follow the same laws? I don't know. I mean, especially if animal communication follows this. We're animals. Our communication is probably a lot more complex than any other animal, but we're still following the same basic rules. Yeah. Okay, you've convinced me. (laughs) 
We also learned that scientists at the San Diego Zoo just realized that two of the birds born in their captive breeding program were born without fathers, a.k.a. through parthenogenesis. This happens in birds from time to time, but in this case it's weird because, one, the mothers had plenty of male mates to choose from, and two, the young survived for way longer than other birds born through parthenogenesis are known to. That said, we only know an animal is born this way when we can analyze their DNA or when we know who their parents are. So it's possible we're way undercounting how often this actually happens. If this is the first time you're hearing about parthenogenesis, or if it's not, here are some other fun facts about it. Most parthenotes, again, those are animals born through parthenogenesis, most of the ones in the animal kingdom tend to be female, but actually parthenote birds can only ever be male because of the weird way that they inherit sex chromosomes. And, spoiler alert, parthenogenesis is impossible in mammals, at least as far as we know, because the mammalian epigenome just has some weird things going on that make it hard to do. I would just hate to be a male California condor at the San Diego Zoo. How big of a loser would you feel like? It's like that thing, like, I wouldn't be with you if you were the last man on earth. And uh, that literally happened. Yeah. These these chicks are just like, can I say chicks? Is that I mean, appropriate? They, they're, they're adult birds, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> just using it loosely. Well, these female birds are just like, yeah, we know that you're eligible fathers, but no, we're good. We're good. We don't need no man. Right. Oh. Yeah, it, it must... Uh... It must not be a very romantic atmosphere in that zoo enclosure. <laughs> I feel like at least one of those birds, I'm just picturing like a George Costanza and his parents just yelling at him. Well, why didn't you date one of them? <laughs> I tried to. I've been watching a lot of Seinfeld and it just feels like a Seinfeld episode yeah. where like George just meets a woman that so desperately doesn't want to be with him that she just like reproduces on her own. <laughs> Uh, oh, man, I love that idea. The San Diego Zoo. Yep. Tough time. <laughs> Today's writers were Grant Curran and Cameron Duke. Curiosity Daily is distributed by Discovery. Join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then... <laughs> and until then, stay curious. <laughs>